musicians and our singers and their desire to lift up the Lord and to praise him. Hallelujah. If you take your Bibles this morning, I want to preach. And uh, I want to share with you something from the scripture I hope will be a blessing to you. And certainly when we look to the word of God, uh, there's nothing quite like what the Lord does. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, Luke chapter 2, I'm going to be preaching uh, about the uh, Christmas message some this morning, but uh, I want to go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 25, uh, begin there. It says, and behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting, everybody say waiting, for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. If you would go in the same chapter to verse 36, Luke chapter 2 and verse 36, and there was one Anna a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age and had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. And she was a widow of about fourscore and four years, which departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. She coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. I want to preach a little bit about waiting and uh, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the word. We ask you to speak into our hearts, help us to receive of you, and we ask in Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> so, I am picking up today uh, at the end of the story where uh, Mary and Joseph have now uh, experienced the birth of Jesus, and they have gone to the temple to fulfill the law by bringing their child. And uh, this is a, a time when they would bring a sacrifice. And uh, the scripture tells us that uh, they brought a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons, uh, that shows their how poor they were. And uh, yet they, they came in obedience. They came in obedience. There were so many uh, things that uh, led up to this time when this child was to be born. And uh, when, when Jesus was born, they were at Bethlehem. Now that was not their uh that was not the the place where they lived. 
but they had traveled to Bethlehem because that uh, they were required by Herod uh, to go and to pay taxes. And so it was uh, disruptive at a time when uh, Mary is with child. And yet, that's where they are, and the baby is born in the most uh, uncommon circumstances even for that day because they were uh, at the hotel, and uh, there was no vacancy, and they were given a place in the barn, if you would. A place where, I read where one said it possibly was uh, uh, a, a, a better place for them to be than to be in the nice uh, place uh, in the inn where it was full. Uh, if they had been in the inn, it's possible there would have been an audience that they wouldn't have desired uh, because of the way that they slept in those days. They didn't have separate rooms and privacy uh, so much. Um, but uh, here they are in this place where uh, the animals uh, are, are there, but uh, uh, they're not going to be a bother. And they take, and the manger is the place they laid the baby. It became the crib that uh, was prepared already, and probably some uh, some hay or straw of some sort was there, and it made for a place to lay him. And Mary was resting, and and uh, and, and so you you know how that the shepherds came and worshipped that night, and there must have been wonder and awe as uh, in their minds and their hearts as this took place before them wondering what kind of child is this and i know that the they they knew of the angels that it appeared to both mary and joseph and announced this to happen but uh, can you imagine uh, how they felt the bible says um, mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart she was not one to go into broadcast such a thing for one thing uh, it would have been met with a lot of question and no doubt ridicule. Um, and it was not proper and right to do such. Um, amen. Something that was so holy that was taking place. Um, something that they didn't even understand everything about. Um, but still they pondered them in their hearts. Um, the Bible says that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. So there's a lot of things being announced. There's a lot of things not being understood. Amen. But they are still uh, wondering at this. And when eight days were accomplished for the circumcising of the child, his name was called Jesus, which was so named of the angel before he was conceived in the womb. The name was given even before he was conceived in the womb. My wife was reading something the other day, and she says, uh, I, I want you to, uh, she says, I've never looked at it like this. I've never heard this before. Um, but she said, uh, uh, Jesus um, was the only one um, that could choose his own mother. 
You think about that. Uh, he's the only one that could choose his own mother. He chose. Uh, he chose to have Mary uh, bring him forth. Uh, and the Bible says that when the days of her purification according to the law of Moses were accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. And so to offer a sacrifice according to that which is said in the law, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, waiting for the consolation, for the redemption of Jerusalem, waiting in hope. There was so uh, such a, a, a sense of waiting. There was some that dedicated their life to that waiting. They spent much time in the temple waiting. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And so no doubt he showed up looking for him, looking, watching for this Christ for this one who was going to come, this Messiah. <clears throat> there was hope in his heart as he waited. And the scripture then tells us about Anna. Anna was a prophetess. The Bible says she was of a great age and she served God. She departed not from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayers night and day. She no doubt was looking for the redemption in Jerusalem. She knew people who was looking for him. And when she heard about him and saw him, she told everyone that she could about this redemption. But Back to Simeon, the Bible says he came by the Spirit into the temple. That day there was something about him that made him go to the temple. Now, if you know something about the temple, it was a place where it was busy. He went through the porch area where there was people that had tables set up. They were the money changers. They were the ones who were selling sacrifices, uh, animals for sacrifice. Uh, you could go and pick up a couple of uh, uh, pigeons or turtle doves. You could buy a lamb uh, uh, according to your means. And, and there was people, And but here comes this old man. As he walks and he traverses his way, he's on a mission. He's not speaking to anyone. He's looking. He's getting into the temple. As he makes his way, he works his way through the crowd and he makes his way to the temple. He came by the Spirit uh, into the temple, and he's waiting. Uh, he's done this many days, but there's something today uh, that's extra special. There's something today that has driven his heart. Uh, and when the parents, uh, Mary and Joseph, uh, brought in the child Jesus uh, to do for him after the custom of the law, 
He took him up in his arms. He took that baby. He held that child. And he blessed God. And he began to say, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. I want you to look. You think to yourself, you're a new parent and you're listening to the words of this old man as he's talking. Now let me depart in peace. He's saying, let me die. Let me die because for mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Oh, there's something. I want you to know there was an anointing upon this old man as he held that baby. They've already seen the shepherds. They've already seen the angels. They've already seen this. They've had all this. They pondered these things in heart. They didn't announce they were coming. And this old man walks up and picks up that baby and begins to say these things, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. But Simeon's not through. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thy own so also uh, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed and the Bible oh friend that was an amazing uh, statement um, as Mary's thinking what is this I'm going to experience I don't even understand all about it but there's something special about this child uh, there's something special even when he's a baby uh, because God uh, has brought this about um, and I don't even understand everything about it uh, and, and uh, Mo- Joseph and his mother are marveling. They're, they're amazed at the things that are being said and talking about this child, this one that is being called Jesus. And the old man saying, just let me depart in peace now because I have seen the Lord's Christ. I have seen him. Mine eyes have seen thy salvation. And there was Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of a great age. The Bible tells us her age. It says she had lived with an husband seven years from her virginity. That means she had married and lived seven years before her husband died. She was still a young woman when her husband died. Now it says she was a widow of 84 years. And so put your math together. 84 years a widow and seven years married puts it at 91 years. Are you following me? And yet the youngest she could marry was 12 years old in that culture. That means she could, the youngest she could have been was 103 years old. And so here she is, at least 103 years old. 
old, uh, still in the temple. You say, hey, how is that possible? I'm going to tell you, uh, it was very possible. Her mind was bright. Uh, she still had the right mind. Uh, she had lived very healthy. Uh, she had lived around the temple. Uh, and she comes in at, uh, like the Bible says, uh, the Bible says, uh, and she coming in that instant. She coming in that instant. I'm telling you, when you're in the will of God, it'll happen in an instant. It'll happen right now. Everything's going to come together in an instant. You've got to be ready. Amen. You need to know that it can happen in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. That's why we got to live ready. Somebody say amen. She came in that instant and gave thanks likewise unto the Lord and spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She came in. Oh, there, there is now the old man, Simeon. There is now at least a 103-year-old lady that is there. She's been waiting. She's been waiting. She comes in and she said, she spake of him, uh, uh, she gave thanks likewise unto the Lord, and she spake of him to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. What are they doing? They're waiting. They're waiting. And when they had performed all things according to the law, the Bible says they returned into Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Amen. That's where their home was. And that's why Jesus was called Jesus of Nazareth. Amen. But that's that was their home place. It wasn't Bethlehem. That's where they had to go pay the tax. That's where he was born. And the Bible foretold that that's where he would be. And that's where the shepherds were. And that's where they came to worship him. But now they're at Jerusalem. All these things have come to pass. Everything is followed through just like the scripture says. Just like was promised. And now Simeon. Simeon says, I have seen the Lord's Christ. I have seen what has happened. Amen. I have seen it. The Bible says that it was revealed to him that by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. I'm telling you, I believe I'm speaking to people today under the sound of my voice that is going to live. You're going to not experience death according to natural means before the Lord comes. Amen. Is somebody hear me? I believe the Lord's return is that soon. We are the final generation. When's it going to happen, Brother Axon? I don't know when it's going to happen. And there will be, if the Lord tarries, many of us will experience death. But I tell you, I'm speaking to people in my ministry, amen, that's under the sound of my voice, amen, that if I'm your pastor and you're getting some spiritual direction through the ministry of this church, I'm telling you, friend, Jesus is going going to come. Amen. And we need to be ready because it's going to happen in your lifetime. 
the scripture says that this generation, it speaks of a generation, that this generation shall not pass till all these things be fulfilled. There's going to be a generation that's going to be the final generation. Oh, I tell you, if the Lord had, can promise a man and say, you're going to see the Christ, you're going to see the Lord's Christ before you die, he kept living in that hope. He kept showing up at the temple. He kept believing it's going to happen. I tell you, when you believe in something, you keep holding on to it. You don't have to give it up. You don't have to let it go. You're going to trust God all the way you're going to believe him. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I look amongst our elders and I pray for our elders and and uh, and I look at the faithfulness of our elders, and and uh, probably uh, one of the one of the eldest amongst us is Brother Nelson, and and a faithful man that'll come to every service possible. Uh, amen. I'm talking Sunday night, uh, uh, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and other services in between. If there's any, he shows up, and he's sitting there in that chair we've got for him to keep him comfortable as possible. Amen. Uh, and last Sunday night we was having church. Uh, uh, and I tell you, the glory of God was in the house, and and uh, the presence of the Lord was here, and and we had some that was running the aisles, Amen. Uh, and I said, somebody run for me, and and uh, a few folks took, uh, young people took out around here, and uh, I was doing a brother Griggs kind of thing, Amen. I said, somebody run for brother Nelson. I says he would if he could, uh, but uh, some young people took out and run the aisles, and I looked up and I saw brother Nelson, and I thought. Why is he leaving now? Amen. He wasn't leaving. He was running the aisles for himself. And he took a lap around here. Hallelujah. I tell you, that so inspired me. Amen. To realize it's the fire can still be there. The desire can still be there. You may not have the youthful vigor of a young man like you used to, but you've still got something in you that says, I'm still waiting, and I'm still believing, and I'm still trusting God. Oh, praise God. Yeah, you're in a Pentecostal church. We still believe in praising God. We still believe in worshiping God. We still believe in loving the Lord, living for Him, putting Him first. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen to God. So church is not just something that I show up to uh, on my, uh, uh, you know, because I ain't got nothing else better to do. That's not it. I've got something important. And it's like Simeon. The Bible says he was there. It's like Anna. She was there every day. She was committed to the cause. Amen. Oh, she wanted something. And I tell you today, we are waiting. We are waiting. 18. Hallelujah. And after you see these things, the Bible says, like Anna, she went and spake of him to all that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Amen. You know what the Bible tells me? I'm going to read from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16. I'm going to start there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 16 through 18. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. 
God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Folks, I'm going to tell you that is good news. That is good news for those who are waiting. Somebody say amen. Are you waiting this morning? Amen. But listen, verse 18, wherefore comfort one another with these words. You know why you need comfort? Because you're living in a world that's messed up. You're living in a world that's fallen apart. You're living in a world full of trouble. But I've got news for you. Your hope is in Christ. Your hope is he's going to come again. That first coming was what Simeon was waiting for. That first coming was what Anna was waiting for. They were waiting on the Messiah. They was waiting on the Lord to return, to come to them. It was promised in the scripture. It was promised in the Old Testament. He was going to come. And so they stood around that temple. He's going to come here to this temple. He's going to show up. I'm going to see him. I'm going to look for him. But oh, my friend, he came that first time. But now he's going to come a second time. And to those who are looking for him, who are watching for him, the Lord's going to return. I tell you, are you looking for him? Are you waiting for him? Are you? Praise God. Clap your hands to the Lord if you are this morning. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God. You know, the Bible was written... And not in chapters and verses. It was a written complete form like a letter. And when you write, you don't say, okay, verse 1, verse 2. You don't do that. Chapter 1, chapter. You don't do that. And so neither did they then. That was added by the translators for purposes of looking up Scripture. And so now I'm going to read further. I'm going to read further. I'm in First Thessalonians chapter Uh, chapter 4, and it says, Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. But chapter 5 and verse 1 says, But of the times and of the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety... Then sudden destruction come up upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. I tell you, if you're looking for peace and safety in this world, my friend, the Bible lets me know that when they cry peace and safety, sudden destruction is going to come. Our hope is not in this world. Our hope isn't in a new president. Our hope isn't in a government change. Our hope isn't in the Democrats or the Republicans. Our hope is in Jesus Christ. Amen. Our hope is in him. And somebody ought to say hallelujah. Oh, get involved as much as you can in politics and keep it right. Amen. Vote and don't complain over what's in the Capitol if you didn't vote. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, friend, if you make up your mind, you want hope. The real hope is in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. The real hope is in him. Woo! Glory to God. Glory to God. I was listening 
somebody reposted something that reposted something that Brother Mark Morgan had said, and uh, uh, and I, I shared just briefly about it. But he he reposted something that that he had stated, and I thought, man, that's a powerful statement, such a powerful statement. And uh, uh, he he told about. He, he told about how that uh, he went through a very dark time. He came back from a, a crusade in the Philippines and, you know, hundreds of thousands got the Holy Ghost. I don't know. Uh, but he, he came back from that. And when he came back home, he says, I went into, I fell off the end of the earth, the edge of the earth. He says, I just went into a deep place and uh, very uh, deep depression and he says, I wrestled with it. He said, it would happen for days. I'd lock myself in my room and just in a fetal position. He, I'm talking about a prophet. I'm talking about a man that struggled. And uh, he says, I, I struggled with it. He says, it was prophesied to me and told that I would experience it. He says, but I didn't understand apparently everything about it. But he says, they also said I would meet Satan himself. And he says, in that time frame, he says, I can take you to the place when it happened. I can show you the place it happened. He says, I met Satan. That's the way he said it. He says, and you know what the feeling was? The feeling wasn't a, a feeling of, uh, you know, uh, violence. It wasn't a feeling, uh, when I was in his presence, it wasn't a feeling of violence. Uh, it wasn't a feeling like that. You know, there wasn't a destructive force like that. He said, what I felt was hopelessness. He says, when I was in the presence of Satan, he says, I felt hopelessness. Now, I'm not going to go into all the experience that he had. I'm, going to tell, I'm telling you this. I'm telling you this, that this, the real thing that happens is the devil wants to bring hopelessness in people's lives. He wants to take your hope out. Oh, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost even when I say that. It's the, it's the enemy's intent to take your hope away. Our hope is in Christ Jesus. Our hope is in the Lord. Keep looking up. Keep looking up. Keep looking for him. Keep waiting for him. That's my hope is in Christ. My hope is in him. Hallelujah. I love him this morning. And I love what he has done for me. My hope is in him. The scripture tells us, and I'm going to close. The scripture tells us, amen, that Mary and Martha, they were sisters, and they loved to bring Jesus into their house. And the Bible says that Martha, she was the lady that was very focused on making sure that the serving and the food and all that stuff, that's... What I read into it, you read it, and if you see something else, you can say it for yourself. But I've got the podium, and I'm preaching. Said, Martha, Martha. Jesus said to her when Martha came and says, Lord, don't you care? Mary's left me to serve alone. And here she is sitting here at your feet, listening to you talk along with everybody else while I'm in there trying to get everything ready trying to get everything done so that Martha, Martha thou art cumbered about much serving 
But Mary has chose that good thing, listen, which cannot be taken away from her. Did you hear what I said? Cannot be taken away from her. Which cannot be taken away from her. What was it? Her serving ability. Her serving ability. My my precious wife. <laughs> she probably would not want me to say this, but you can talk to me later. But she fell this morning. And she almost did at the grocery store the other day. Her leg gave out. It's part of the progression of, I don't even like to use that word around it, but she has MS and she was diagnosed late in life because that's an unusual thing in itself to be diagnosed at her age. Usually it's much younger, but she's got some symptoms and, uh, and uh, one of those things is that all of a sudden her leg will just give and she said, if I didn't have the grocery cart, I'd been on the floor in the grocery store. And she come home, she said, I don't like that, you know. And so she almost, fe- she fell. Apparently, I didn't see it. Uh, she fell this morning in the church. And thank God, knowing some of the guys was around to pick her up. And she smiles and goes on and goes on the platform and plays. You know what I'm telling you? I'm telling you this. Uh, First of all, I'm believing God's going to touch her. I'm going to believe that. But second of all, I also recognize this. That there are times when health can take away from you things that you love to do. Martha, Martha, thou cumbered about much serving, but Mary has chosen that thing that's not going to be taken away from you. It's not going to be taken away. Your relationship with Jesus is not going to be taken away. I keep waiting. I keep waiting. I keep waiting. Whatever it is you're giving yourself to physically is going to be taken away from you. If God tarries, you'll quit that. But there's one thing that will not be taken away from you. There's one thing that cannot be taken away from you. It's when you give yourself to the Lord. And if you end up laying in a bed unable to help yourself, you can still look and say, I love you, Jesus. And he'll come and minister to you and bless you in such a beautiful way. His presence will be there. Anna, you're 103 years old. You haven't given up yet. I just saw him. Simeon, why are you so excited? Because my eyes have seen the Lord's Christ. I have seen him, and now I'm ready. Praise God. I tell you, folks, I feel like telling somebody, what are you waiting for? Some people are busy waiting for things of this world to come and be their answer, their hope. I see people. Oh, Lord, help people.
I see people that their hope is in. Give me that other card right there and one of these over here and one of these. Maybe I'll win at this time. Their hope is in a ticket. Hoping that they're going to win big and it's going to be the answer to all my problems. Folks, you're fooling yourself. Why don't you just give yourself to God and put Him first and follow His plan and watch Him take care of you? I tell you, I've seen it again and again and again. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. He'll take care of you. Praise God. Oh, my Lord, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. If you're waiting... Wait on him. If you're waiting, wait on his return. If you're waiting, wait for something worth the wait. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Would you close your eyes? If there's somebody here this morning that God has spoke to your heart and you just would like to be remembered in prayer, you want everything God has for you. Lift your hand. God bless you. I see many of you. God bless you. Oh, 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 God. Our hope is in him. Our hope is in him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our hope is in him. Our hope is in him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Our hope is in him. You can put your hand down. God bless you. Our hope is in him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Would you stand with me? If your hope is for something more, I really feel that I'm talking to people this morning that you didn't come out of a spirit-filled family. You didn't come out of a home that raised you in such a fashion. There were things you saw your parents do and heard them say that made you realize that they're not walking with Jesus and they didn't raise you that way. But you know what? You're here this morning. And you can change that path. You don't have to go that way. I've come to tell somebody, the world has said, because your daddy was some way, you're going to be the same way. Because your mama was some way, you're going to be just like her. No, you're not. Because you're making up your mind, I have a new father His name is Jesus. I have a new family. It's the church of the living God. And I'm going to live for the Lord. I have a hope this day. And if God tarries, you'll marry a Pentecostal saint of God. You'll marry somebody filled with the Holy Ghost. You'll marry somebody baptized in Jesus' name. You'll marry somebody that says, I'm going to walk with Jesus. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. I have seen it again and again and again. What great things God has done. 
What great things God has done. I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about hope. I'm talking about hope. Hallelujah. I'm ta- I said, I'm talking about hope this morning. In Jesus' name, I'm talking about hope. Hallelujah. 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 Sister Emily sits at the piano this morning. God's done great things for her. Uh, I, this past year, the, the, the past year brought uh, four weddings uh, of young people. I had more weddings than that, but four weddings that was in the church. Um, four weddings of young people, young ladies, uh, a man that had committed themselves to the Lord. Uh, and when you knew where they came from and how they, wh- what God did for them and the path he set them on and where they're at today and what they're doing for the Lord, uh, you understand the value of what I'm talking about this morning. Uh, I'm preaching to you hope you're gonna keep waiting you're gonna keep waiting you're gonna keep waiting hallelujah 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 praise God praise God praise God Victoria Victoria when she was just a little girl she lived across the street from us my wife would sit on our porch swing in the shade and she'd swing. And there was this little girl named Victoria that would come over and sit by her and swing with her. Told her one day, she said, it's funny how your hair is because most people, the gray starts here and it works its way back, but your grace starting at the end and working its way forward. What what an unusual observation that little girl had. Little did we know she was sitting by a future pastor's wife. Amen. God was going to bring her in, transform her, make her new. Come on now. I'm telling you, you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. You look at those children that lined up here this morning, Sister Terry, every Sunday. You're looking at them and you're thinking, well, what is the use of doing that? I'm telling you, folks, it's the future. It's what God's doing. God 